0: the auditor general's annual report it's the value for money report and she went down she she covered 14 different value for money subjects in her annual report here to talk about it alan carter who is global news anchor and queens park bureau chief and sometimes hosts this very show alan welcome to the program Oh, thanks for having me on, Kelly. Thanks for being here. Now, I know you love this stuff, and admittedly, I find this stuff kind of dry until I break it down and then think, oh, my gosh, this affects me this way or that way. And I think, you know, I'm very much like the everyman in that situation. But let's go through uh, some of the things that the Auditor General points out. Okay, well,
1: there's uh, as you mentioned, this thing is a giant a doorstopper two volumes, 1,100 pages, it's just a monster, and you got to weed through it to find things that impact you, and so if you have kids in school, for example, this might be interesting to you, is that the number of sick days that teachers are taking in the province has jumped, 25% is what the auditor uh, believes, and that, that has uh, driven up costs significantly, money that was supposed to go for services and for teaching is now going towards substitute teachers. And part of the reason for this is that the liberals not too long ago changed the rules so that teachers could no longer bank all of their sick days and then hold on to them till they retire and then get like a year's worth of payout for, for when they retire. They can't do that anymore. So now they're using or losing them. And that has caused a spike in cost to the system. And now there's questions about whether or not you know, school boards have an effective way to oversee and be accountable for whether or not teachers are sick.
0: Alan, is this costing me, costing us more uh, than it would have just to pay out the teachers at the end of the year if they could bank them? Do you know?
1: That's a great question, and the auditor was asked that. You know, and she she declined to go apples to, you know apples and whether or not that overall cost has come down. But part of the reality is is that some of the money that the government has said is going to go towards. Uh, schoolrooms and classroom teaching clearly is now going towards
0: substitute teachers. Right. Well, that's, uh, you know, it's predictable because we saw this coming, that's for sure. Uh, Sure, I
1: I don't think it's a surprise for anybody who knows a teacher. If you know a teacher, you know that they're, you know, they think the same way, which is, well, I mean, I'm entitled to these.
0: You yeah, and I them. think they look at it this way because I have talked to a few teachers who are my friends. I love them dearly. But it's it's interesting because they all hang out together. Right. So you start to kind of think the same way uh, with regards to, you know, some of your holidays. And there's always this kind of I'm so hard done by because I only get this summer. I can only take my holidays on uh, March break, summer or Christmas. Like I don't get to take little days off here or there because I have to be in school. So this is the way they can work around it.
1: Yeah. that, that I mean, you know, and I, I'm not one that likes to jump on blame for teachers. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I am not casting blame, but this is clearly what the auditor has said is that there's been a failure at the school board level to oversee. And when I asked the minister of education about it, she just kicked it right back to the school boards. And re- I, you think that there should be some accountability on the part of the problem, seeing that they're the ones that change these rules in the first
0: place. I understand uh, Bonnie Lissick also pointed out some uh, problems with increase in wait times as far as health care... Uh, sector is concerned can you go through some of that
1: yeah well some of that it has to do with cancer care especially she looked at cancer care in Ontario and one of the things that she found especially for stem cell replacement surgery um, that is a very expensive process and we don't have the ability to do it very much in Ontario and as a result we've sent something like 53 people south of the border in the last year or so and and it's It costs us five times as much for that life-saving surgery south of the border. And another 100-plus people are scheduled to go in the next couple of years. So what she's saying is that if we invested that money into cancer care here, the stem cell surgery here, government says it is doing that, but it's behind, Mm -hmm. that we could save ourselves a lot of money. The other one I want to really highlight for you here, Kelly, is um, from the electricity um, industry.
0: Oh, they're they're handling that poorly? Is it? Yeah. Breaking news. Shock to
1: you. I don't. <laughs> this one is unbelievable, really. Uh-huh. So the way it works in this province is if you're an energy producer and you have a contract, generally you're under contract to produce electricity, sometimes even if it doesn't get used. You're you're basically you've got to provide the power whether or not we use it because we have to have excess power at all times. Mm-hmm. So the pro- government has this program where energy producers can recover can recover lost income for various reasons, and they submit receipts and stuff, and they get money back for it. Well, what the auditor found was that there was almost no oversight of these receipts and what they were claiming. And in cases, this energy company had claimed reimbursements for car washes, scuba gear, raccoon traps, lawn maintenance, all of these things that ended up being paid for by the ratepayer, by the people who you and I who pay for power, were paying for it. And the auditor says that there's no oversight to be able to get this money back.
0: That is unbelievable and absolutely appalling, the nerve that some people have, because this is arguably, you know, people in the upper levels because, you know, they're just signing off on their stuff. Let's talk about, uh, very quickly, the fact that you wrote a great piece in globalnews.ca today to talk about the Auditor General's report. And uh, you actually say this, that she is undermining the effectiveness, or this is undermining the effectiveness of the auditor's report. Sorry, what is undermining the effectiveness of the auditor's report is the auditor herself. And I just wanted you to speak to that. How so? Well, it it comes
1: down to a basic... Fight between the province of Ontario and this particular auditor over accounting rules. It's all based on pension assets and um, government pensions forever. For as long as I can remember, or anybody can remember, governments in this in this province and others count pension assets. Let's say you know the public service pension asset as an asset. It's on the black side of the ledger. Well, the auditor says it shouldn't be that way. We should change the way we count things. And as a result, well, listen, Ontario government, you're not actually in the black. You haven't balanced the books like you say you have. You have it on a $4 billion hole in the books. And this fight back and forth over accounting methods, which, by and large, the auditor seems to be losing because the progressive conservatives are basing the numbers on the liberals' accounting style and show no indication of changing the, the way things are done if they win power next year. Hmm. And so because now we're fighting over this accounting thing, and we have a, an auditor who is so activist, who is constantly trying to push the government, saying, don't do this, please don't do this, please don't do that. But isn't that her job? Well, that's to be discussed. Her, her job is to present the findings. Her job is not to be an activist for the government. She's not elected. Okay. She's supposed to look at the books and figure out whether they add up. And she has on a number of occasions, whether it's advertising, whether it's the Fair Hydro plan, she's gone after the government and tried to get them to change the way that they're doing things. And when you factor that in with this whole accounting kerfuffle, she's managed to kind of sideline herself like she's taken away the sting of her own moral suasion because it appears that to a lot of people she may be wrong on this basic accounting assumption
0: so she's uh decided that she would show them the way to correct the uh the problems that she's found or the oversights that she's found and uh that is just basically not her job and it's undermining her
1: well it is i mean it's if you kept saying to me you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong you should change you should change you should change and and i keep saying i appreciate your we'd be
0: married if that was the case that's
1: exactly what we would be we'd be like 25 years into a marriage yeah
0: but yeah sorry alan it just the opening was there i had to go for it so if i kept saying you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong and i
1: kept saying you know thank you thank you thank you goodbye 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 eventually your voice becomes diminished, and you just become the same old voice again and again and again that that doesn't really resonate, and that's sort of what's happened to Bonnie Lissick here.
0: Well, Alan, I, uh, I appreciate your insight into all of this. I'm sure that it, you're going to unpack a lot more of it tonight on Global News.
1: Yeah, Global News at 5.30, you'll be looking into more about scuba gear and whether or not uh, energy companies should really capture their own raccoons.
0: <laughs> appreciate your time today, Alan. Thanks so much. Thanks, Kelly. By the way, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. I do want a divorce. (laughs) If you get in line, (laughs) Alan Carter, Global News anchor and Queens Park bureau chief. Uh, There's a great piece right now on globalnews.ca. You can check it out just by going to 640toronto.com. It's an analysis on this uh, Auditor General's report. Ontario's auditor, her own worst enemy by Alan Carter.